Blog Talk Radio. Get ready for another episode of Sherry Clip with your host, Sherry Johnson. This episode is brought to you by iPrepGenius.com. iPrepGenius believes every child is capable of genius. We seek to help teachers select the exact apps geared towards common core learning standards that maximize a child's potential to learn. For more information, visit iPrepGenius.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sherry Clip. It's been a couple days since I had a show, but we are here, and we have a wonderful guest with us tonight. At this time, I'm going to bring Teresa Chase. Is that correct? On the line? Yes. Yes. Okay, um, was this sure, I was pronouncing you. it right? <laughs> You're um, welcome. Uh, you did really well. Um, thank you for, Sherry, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm always really open to talking about the projects, um, especially Horses and Heroes, because, you know, veterans, um, they need all the help they can get, and they, you know, a lot of people use them as uh, props rather than seeing them as people. So. Right. Now, Teresa, can you give us a little insight to our listeners? I see people just tuning in tonight. Can you let them know who you are and what you're about? Okay. Um, I am a writer, producer, and editor, digital editor. I um, started in the industry in the mid-'80s. And in the mid-90s, I walked away because, frankly, I got conned and um, I got involved in situations that did not end well. So I didn't nuke, uh, yeah, I didn't burn bridges, I nuked them, and I thought I would never be going back. Uh, but once I got online in uh, the, late, uh, the, the late 90s, early um, 2000, um, I realized how much I missed it. And I started producing little projects and rewriting projects. And I of Ra and Never Can Say Goodbye were scripts that I originally wrote in the mid nineties, uh, mid eighties. Wait a minute. My, I'm getting my decades mixed up. Anyway, I previously wrote them. Okay. And in 2000, I'm in 2005, 2006. I decided to really go for it. So uh, I'm a published author. Um, I produce uh, right now to put food on the table, uh, commercials and micro documentaries. uh, And I do do editing for others. And I'm a little bit different than um, a lot of people in the industry. And that is not to talk poorly about them. It's just I have a tendency to be very outspoken and very forthright. I never learned how to schmooze, which is what got me in trouble before. Mm-hmm. So this fresh new, fresh start that I'm doing, I am learning to be a kinder, kinder and gentler Teresa, and, but while still keeping the honesty part of myself. Um, We've got three projects on our slate, Horses and Heroes. Uh, I reluctantly called a reality TV series because when you say reality TV, it brings up um, 
endorsement of bad behavior and really foolishness, and that's not what Horses and Heroes and Heroes is about. It's about combining equine therapy with peer support therapy to produce a healing and positive mo- moving forward um, situation for veterans. Never Can Say Goodbye is a paranormal thriller that's comparable to Ghost and Always. And originally it was written with a character in mind for Katherine Hepburn. And I actually did contact her. But at the time she had retired and I got two nice, very nice notes for her from her saying thank you uh, very much. It was, uh, yeah, she liked the script, but she had retired. These days I would have pursued it because there are many levels of retirement. And Ayavra is an occult horror um, that is comparable to The Exorcist and Amityville Horror. So I, I write pretty much on every in every genre except for comedy. I'm a little weak on comedy. I can write humor, but comedy is hard. So, so horses and heroes is that based on true stories or is this? Yes. Um, horses okay. and heroes. We're going to be taking eight veterans, and for a twelve episode, fourteen broadcast hour uh, series each season, um, and we're going to. It's going to, the therapy is real. It's peer support and equine therapy, and. A quarter of it will be working with the horses. A quarter of it will be working um, in group and group activities. And half will we will be talking to specific vets each each episode. And they will be sharing, oh, yeah. you know, what their challenges are. And you get to, get to learn who they are as a people, as a person, as well as how working and, you know, and serving in the military change their life and what their challenges wow. are. Um, the beginning of the CEO will be a two-hour two and the end will be a two-hour. The beginning, will we will be introducing the new equine center and introducing the new vets. They will be, you know, it will be the intro. And the last episode, we will be talking about what they've learned and what's next for them. So... Uh-huh. Working with the horses does wonderful things. Um, it calms the mind, and it also helps the body remember how it used to work. And the peer support, mm-hmm. um, when uh, during the separation, most veterans lost their support system, that and that camaraderie that you know kept them centered and grounded. Horses and Heroes will help them find that in civilian life. So it's kind of like the horses are a therapy Mm -hmm. for the vet. Yes. Wow, that's really great. I've heard of, like, animals, like pets, you know, cats and dogs, but I never Mm -hmm. thought horses. But that's really neat. Horses are wonderful because um, they reflect their handler's emotions. So if you're feeling nervous and anxious, the horse's horse will also be nervous and anxious and shy away from you. And they will it teaches um veterans and well and also other members, people who have TBIs and PTSD, 
um, how to recognize their triggers. And so mm-hmm. once you recognize what, what triggers you, you can learn how to um, deal with it better. And it, 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 yeah, it gives you new coping skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but horses, when you ride a horse, you use the same muscles that when, when a person walks. So by riding the horse, it retrains your body. So even if you've lost a leg or um, another limb, you can still ride um, with assistance. But those with uh, PTSD and TBIs, the act of riding and working with the horse retrains the brain to work around the damage. So it actually strengthens the body but also refocuses and re-strengthens the mind. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I know we have a a ranch somewhere nearby me that a lot of the disa- people with disabilities go to mm-hmm. who are disabled, and they can ride the horses there. And I always thought that was really neat, but I never, I never thought how you could use it in other ways, and you know, like what you're saying, I, I never thought of it in that sense. I thought it's just giving them something different to do, you know, that they could do, not no, all that teaching very, behind it. Yeah, horses are very healing because, um, you know, when um, you ride a horse, you actually become one entity, and by you know, when during that process, that blending process, you become in tune with each other and those with PTSD and TBIs especially uh, TBI is a traumatic brain injury so whether it be Mm -hmm. through war or service or car accident or um, another another kind of injury um, that the damage to the brain um, changes your life but the brain is this wonderfully adaptive organ that it can actually work around damage. So people with MS, um, um, kids who you know, kids and adults who have were born with uh, challenges, whether it be birth defects or something that happened in the birth process, by working with the horses you're able to actually create new pathways for the little synapses to to connect. And it you know, it's not a great cure-all. It can't fix everything. Mm-hmm. But it gives, it, it starts people moving forward. Right. And um, riding the horse, it, uh, once again, uh, when you move your body, it also activates your brain, and it also mm-hmm. calms your um, your emotions and, you know, gets you centered so that you can be calmer and find alternatives. So it's amazing. But they've been finding that, you know, horses have that special effect. Um, animal-assisted therapy is becoming more and more common. Dogs um, do wonderful things to help with people in the homes, you know, like opening things and picking up things and 
they can be trained uh, to do that. Cats, not so much. Um, and horses, they've got their own benefits, um, but you really can't take one into the house. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Now, in, in, no, you're going to have this in the TV series of yes. these vets with, the, or he, uh, I should say heroes, okay, heroes with these horses. Mm-hmm. And so when we watch, we'll be able to see how these horses are actually helping the heroes? Yes. Um, a quarter of, this, uh, mm-hmm. of each episode will be working with the horses, um, individually and in the groups. Uh, each season will have eight veterans. And we would like to get a good, um, diverse cast, so to speak. So there are over a million vets from World War II still um, still around, and there are some ones some ones that are still very healthy. So they could actually sit a horse and work with the horse. Um, but we would like vets from World War II, Korea, Nam, um, the Sandbox. I mean, as well as the current conflict. Um, but we also would like um, all, yeah, all yeah, uh, men, women, LBGQ community, um, all ethnic backgrounds. We want a very diverse cast. That's one thing uh, about my production company that I'm very proud of is our diversity. And when I create a project, I do that with yeah, you know, I do. Yeah, you know, I create it with diversity in mind, both you know, with ethnicity and with gender. So I would like to see more uh, women taking power positions on projects. Um, you, you know, there's are there's some amazing directors out there, but they're not getting the attention or the screen time or the you know the, the quality projects uh, because. I don't know why. Um, maybe it has. I think it has a lot to do with money, and investors not wanting to take a risk on a um, a director. That, you know that doesn't have as much experience. But you get experience by doing the work and by doing smaller projects. But hmm. you know, I would love if you know. I've got to the two uh, films. I would love. A female director, um, <coughs> Penny Marshall. <laughs> Penny Marshall isn't the only one. I'd love love to work with her, but she's not the only one out there. Right. So, no, that's 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 great. And where did you? What made you come up with this idea, or what influences you to think of this, like the diversity and having women be in these positions? Well, part of it is very selfish of me trying to get a job. Um, And um, there's been a lot of people, especially the established actresses um, and producers, complaining about the lack of quality of projects and um, there's, you know, a lack of women... uh, in leadership roles, but you've got these actresses who have, um, it really annoyed me because you've got these actresses who are A-listers complaining um, about the quality of roles 
and the lack of leadership, but they do nothing to change it. There's a couple of groups on on Facebook. Um, I, I will not go into the actress's name, um, but you know you would really recognize her, and she's considered an A-lister. She's done many, many um, projects where she played the starring role, and she also worked with Penny Marshall in a project, and she uh, that yeah that narrows it down a little bit. But she complained about, you know, not having the quality roles or the female directors. She has the power to make that happen, and uh, the the A-list actresses have the power to make it happen. It's their reputation and their star power. When they get behind a project, um, it gets funded, and they can pick directors, and they can um, not only, you know, pick quality roles from themselves for themselves but they can uplift others as well uh, in the industry so you know I wish they would quick quit weenie whining and use you know use their power to make the changes that they want to see happen and yeah that's the you know, the bitchiness <laughs> coming out and that's what got me into <laughs> trouble before um, mm-hmm. I, um, one actress I um, called out was Viola Davis, and I can I, I you know it's not like a, I already checked out she's not available available uh, in 2017, so I'm not totally shoot, shooting myself in the foot, but she was complaining about the same thing, and we would love her for um, for the female female lead in uh, Never Can Say Goodbye. It's, um, she is, you know, she always plays the strong, independent woman. But this is a romantic um, interest in a paranormal thrill. It's something that she really hasn't done before. And she was complaining about, you know, the lack of diversity, ethnic diversity. And it's like, hello, I'm over here. Um, we would love to co- for you to come play in our sandbox. Um, so unless they're going to be doing something about it, they need, really just need to stop you know, weenie whining. So right. that may have just killed my chance with her forever, but you know what? <laughs> Such is life. So right. <laughs> do you, do you feel that there's enough women out there for these positions? Yes. Yes. There's so that's- some really wonderful producers out there. Who play, you know, played, you know, uh, second and third banana, who have um, innovative ideas that get shouted down because they are second or third banana. And there's a lot of really wonderful directors out there um, who have done little stuff, uh, you know, shorts and documentaries, and um, but really haven't been able to get the funding to do feature projects, feature films, or uh, full-length TV series. And mm. yeah, I find it terribly disappointing because you, you know you have, there are women out there with money. Um, <laughs> hedge fund managers, you know, um, actresses, um, um, well, you know, basically women who have done well in other industries. It would be kind of nice that instead of putting $100 million into 
um, a studio film. If they instead took that $100 million and put it into five uh, or more uh, low to medium budget pictures that um, are run, written, and produced by women. That's my challenge to the women of this country and this world. You mm-hmm. want, want to be um, equal to men? Step up and take your power. Hmm. And there I go shooting myself in the other foot. <laughs> I'm loving it. Keep going, girl. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we. Uh, I like to hear this. This is something women need to hear. And we, you know, you know, the good old boys club <laughs> is how things, how they get things done. Um, you, a friend of a friend, will go and say. Uh, gee, um, gee, Al Pacino, I've got this friend who's doing a picture and he needs, you know, some star power and he's got this role perfect for you. But he needs you to come on board, you know, and, you know, lend your, 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 your talent and your weight to this role. Um, and yes, they don't have the money in the bank. But you saying yes, we'll put that money in the bank. Um, or Ellen Burstyn, I would love to work with Ellen Burstyn. She is absolutely amazing. I have a wonderful role for her. Um, bringing her on board as Amanda, which is the, the role that was originally written for Katherine Hepburn, um, would be a very huge for an indie film. All she would have mm-hmm. to do was say yes. Viola Davis to get a, a completely different role um, that would ch- be a challenge for her. All she would do have to do is say yes, and the rest would fall into place. And mm. um, so it's you know it's ha- you know women have to have the courage to stand up for each other and with each other. Right. And you know as long you know. The other big bone I have with the industry is uh, spending a hundred million dollars on one film, or you know, two hundred million dollars, um, which is crazy. Uh, you, everybody can make a really good living and do, you know, produce a really good project for a tenth of that if you're innovative, mm. and that's what the industry used to be. Uh, digital has opened up so many opportunities. Uh, it dra- has dropped cost. It has opened up theater screen time uh, to indie films because it's no longer three, you know, three grand to thirty-five hundred per print. You, you know, you spend, you know, three hundred dollars on a hard drive, and you're, you know, you're good to go. Mm. So, you know, if you're innovative. And you start with a good foundation of a solid script. You get talented, pe- talented people in front of and behind the cameras who know, you know. You can produce quality in, you know, in less than $10 million. Hmm. So, you know, it's just a matter of thinking out, you know, not just thinking outside the box, but, you know, ripping that su- sucker up and using it th- the, you know, in way in unexpected ways. So, 
Now, do, do the people who work for you, um, the talent and the people behind scenes, how do you find who who you need to do this type of thing? Um, well, um, Pam, I met through group. Uh, her name is Pam Wessel. She's an excellent producer. She her background is in accounting, and she has worked on uh, smaller pro- projects in Downstate uh, uh, Michigan. She is in the Ann Arbor area. I am upstate Michigan and um, in the Traverse City area. Um, it's friend of friends and social networking and not being afraid to, you know, basically approach somebody and say, Hi, I'm Teresa. Um, we've got some common interests. Let's see if we can work together. So um, Pam has brought several uh, people on board for... Um, Never Can Say Goodbye. Lily Lamore and John Thomason are two of them. Um, I've got <laughs> I've got pretty good moxie. And I, um, Bill Hayes, most people know him uh, from Days of Our Lives. I was hosting Gloria Loring on my show. I have a blog talk show. And through her, I met Bill, and Bill is going to be, uh, has a supporting role. He also wrote the theme, uh, one of the songs called Honky Tonk Boogie that is absolutely fabulous. Um, he writes um, both uh, lyrics and music, and he's absolutely wonderful. He's a Grammy Award winner. And um, uh, the little girl, Chelsea, uh, sorry, um, uh, she... Hopefully she's still on the team. Her father is no longer speaking to me, but um, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm uh, Kimberly Estrada. She is uh, going to be starring as Lynn. Um, I met through her, her through a friend of a friend and having the moxie to ask. Conrad Goody, um, mm-hmm. he's going to be starring as Michael. And I met th- him through a friend of a friend, and he read the script and thought it was the best thing he had read in years. Um, yeah. And then uh, I told you about Lillian. And then mm-hmm. Sean Harmon, his, um, I saw him on his father's show, and he's going to be perfect for Randolph. He's going to be somebody to watch. Uh, he's young, and, but, mm-hmm. and he's an up-and-comer, but he is, I've seen some really good things in him. And then Nikki uh, Cipriano, uh, she's going to be star um, a supporting role as Sarah Jane. Um, she is amazing. Uh, she is very much like oh Catherine Hepburn. She's got the class. Wow. She's got the style. She's got the acting chops. <laughs> and she um, her audition tape. Um, was a roller coaster of emotions. Hmm. And she just nailed it. She it was like wow. very instinctive for her. And then Charlotte uh hmm. Brandon, she is gonna be playing the uh the little girl which um she I she's so good I changed the character to to accommodate her. She was a little hmm. older than what I initially saw. Um and what it was going to cast as, but 
you really I really needed a, an older character and an older actress to be able to handle the emotions and the dialogue. And she's another one who is um, going to be is an up and comer. Um, she is very okay. much like um, Natalie Wood. Oh, nice. Now, Teresa, I'm so sorry, but we're down to like a minute and 36 seconds. I want to give you some time real quick and where they can find out more okay. information about it. Okay. Or yourself. Uh, okay. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Teresa Chase. Um, uh, Charles Henry Adam Zebra Edwards, the last name. And then all three projects are listed on Facebook, Horses and Heroes, TV series, Never Can Say Goodbye, um, uh, and then Ira. We didn't really get a chance to talk about Ira, but that's okay. Um, and I'm really easy to find. If you are for Horses and Heroes and for our other projects, we still are, are looking for investors and for money. And if you are a money person or are looking for for cross-branding um, uh, sponsorship, especially with Horses and Heroes, my phone number is 231-943-3298. You call up and do a harassing call, you'll just get hung up and your number blocked. But <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm not shy about telling people what to do. Um on those in those type of situations, but I am would love to talk to people who want to be part of quality entertainment that is forward moving, that is well developed, um, that you can bring your family to. I wouldn't do that for for uh, for Ira, but never can say goodbye and horses and heroes definitely. So if you want to help vets, okay. if you want to be part of a project project that you can be proud of. Call me, 231-943-3298. Sherry, thank you. Great. Thank you so much for being with me. This is Teresa Chase on the show tonight. This is awesome. Check her out and be sure to listen to our show again. And, Teresa, I hope you can come back again real soon. We got have more to it. talk about. <laughs> oh, most great. definitely. We'll, we'll keep up. All right, great. Have yourself a great night, and thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great night, and keep warm if you're in the cold state. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sherry Clip. For more information, visit us online at www.briansherryshow.com or facebook.com forward slash sherry.clip. See you next time.